Welcome to the latest episode of the Poetress Ponderings Podcast. This is where we take a moment to pause, ponder, and then project. We know you will enjoy this week's episode. This week, Jim continues his series entitled, I Have a Story. I know you will enjoy this week's episode, so I will pass this off to our host, Jim Poitras. Good day, everybody. This is Jim Poitras with the Poitras Ponderings Podcast, where we pause, we ponder, and we project. As I promised you in the last podcast episode, we're starting a new series called I Have a story and I do have a story for you today but before I get to that I have a confession it's a secret between you and me please don't share it with anybody else here it goes I am the world's worst sermon forgetter I apologize in advance if you've preached to me recently. I really appreciate that, but I can't promise you that I will remember the title of your sermon or even all of the contents after about two or three weeks. But don't feel too bad because I don't remember my own sermons either. If you ask me what I preached a week ago, two weeks ago, I may have a difficulty trying to figure out exactly what it was that I preached or taught because I'm just a sermon forgetter. Uh, One year I had the privilege of preaching the graduation service for Indiana Bible College and both of my daughters were graduating that year. It was such a tremendous honor Uh, They remember the sermon. It probably was good, but each time I talk about it, I always ask them, what was the title of that sermon? And they've always remembered. So kudos to my children. Christmas is coming up, and there will be something good for you at that time. Yeah, sermon forgetting. I've come to the conclusion today that perhaps it's like this. I have a theory All sermons work together, the good ones and even the bad ones, to craft me and you into what we need to be, that they all work together, that we may not be able to remember our top 10 sermons, but they do work together to mold us and shape us into what we really need to be. So today I thank God for the preachers in my life. Uh, Recently we had global connections with global missions where I work and where my ministry spends most of its time. And Brother Howell, my boss and my leader, preached a tremendous message entitled, Do You Care? And I don't think that I'll forget it for many weeks to come. Now, years to come? 
By that time, Brother Howell will have preached several other masterpieces, I know. I think you know I've got one of the best pastors on the entire planet. His name is Aaron Batchelor at New Life here in St. Louis. Brother Batchelor, Sunday after Sunday, preaches masterpieces totally anointed by the Lord, and it always seems to get better. I, I can't imagine how a sermon could get any better than a sermon preached by Aaron Batchelor. Last week, I remember very well, he was talking about church hurt, that sometimes we're hurt by the church, the churches that we come out of, that there are periods of hurt, seasons of hurt that need to be dealt with. And sometimes uh, that spiritual healing, emotional healing needs to take place before people can really be used of the Lord. Well, I've added a few things to pastor's sermon, I'm sure. And I must admit that I do remember quite a bit about what Melinda Poitras teaches and speaks on and preaches. It could be that I'm a little bit biased towards Melinda. And if you haven't gone over to, he said, she said, the one with the books and bros, that's a podcast that you need to add to your list as well, because Melinda's podcast is truly amazing. I have this mentor in my life. He's so important and special to me. His name is Robert K. Rodenbush. And uh, I doubt that he's listening to this podcast, but if he is, thank you so much, Brother Rodenbush, for all that you've invested in me. Brother Rodenbush gifted me one year with his entire digital sermon collection. And uh, at the time, there was only one other person that had access to that, and that was his son, Rob. Anyway, I haven't spent so much time going through all of those sermons, but the sermons that Brother Rodenbush preaches, I typically remember them. Things like the old weapons still work, or the jig leg or zig leg experience. Yeah, not the jig leg. I'm not sure that that's even a word. So let's go back with zig leg experience. I'm not even going to have the producer cut that out. I think once in a while, probably more than once in a while, we have the tendency to be human. So that's a human uh, glitch right there. Zig-lag experience. Brother Rodenbush is such a phenomenal speaker. And uh, the Cedars of Lebanon. I do remember Melinda preaching on the Princess Warrior. And so there are some there are some sermons that I remember. So I'm starting to feel a little bit better about myself. So I have a confession. I've given it. I have a theory. I've explained it. Uh, this morning, I was looking at Instagram and the Instagram was from IBC promo. Uh, if you haven't listened to the IBC podcast, I would encourage you to look that up, the Indiana Bible College podcast, IBC podcast, look that up and give them a listen and even a five star. You can do that for me. Uh, James Wilson must have recently been there ministering to the student body and maybe even to Calvary in Indianapolis. 
But uh, the quote this morning said this, this truth will cost you everything. Show me the time you spent with God. Show me the receipts. Now, I'm anxious to go ahead and hear that message on the IBC podcast by Reverend James Wilson, a tremendous man of God. And now if he could just go ahead and teach me how to sing, uh, that would be great. That would be great, too. So I have a story. I don't know. I haven't done the survey, but I really wonder today, do people like listening to a personal illustration? I know that people like to hear stories about other human beings. I'm not really up to date on whether or not they really like to hear a personal story, a personal illustration. I suppose that they do, and I hope that you do today because I have a story. And it is my story, and it's part of history. I think it's part of his story, too, his being God and God uh, doing great things in my life throughout the years. I remember maybe just a few years ago, like 41 years ago, so I'm going to date myself, that I was invited to a Pentecostal church for my first time. I had other interests that night going to church, but when I stepped into the doors of Life Tabernacle in Fredericton, New Brunswick, Canada, I was met with a tremendous surprise. I wasn't used to the way they sang. I wasn't used to the way they worshiped, clapped their hands, raised their hands, uh, maybe even run the aisles of the church if things get really moving. I wasn't used to the screaming choir that they had that night. I have no idea what the choir was singing. I don't remember what the preacher preached. I do know that he was a screeching preacher. And uh, when it comes to screeching preaching, I do a little bit of that from my own perspective and for myself and for you, hopefully, from time to time. Screeching preaching. I don't remember what the screeching preacher said. I do know today that screeching preaching is okay, at least some of the time. You ought to preach what you feel and feel what you preach at the same time. So if you are a screeching preacher or you have a screeching preacher that stands in that pulpit Sunday after Sunday and preaches the truth of God's word, you ought to get behind such a man of God and do a little bit of screeching yourself. Preach it, brother. Preach it, brother. You can do that. Get behind the preacher. He'll preach much better if you are behind him. So yeah, that Sunday night, the screeching preaching had no idea what he was really saying. I don't have a re recollection of what he preached that night. They gave an altar call. I'd been down to altars before. I had signed my name on the dotted line before. I had received some great books and literature. Unfortunately, I'd walk away from such altars and nothing would really be altered in my life. But that Sunday night, it was different. I went down to the altar. 
they didn't have any book to give me, but they sure liked to go ahead and pray with me. I broke the Pentecostal protocol in my local church on that Sunday night because I marched down to the left side of the church if you're looking towards the platform, and that's where all the ladies prayed. So the men had to come over and pray with me, and it was amazing, totally amazing. You've got it, brother. You're, you're going to get it. You're going to get it. You're going to get it. Loosen up. Loosen up. Loosen up. Yeah. Yeah, it's right there. It's right there on the tip of your tongue. I had no idea what they were talking about. When, when someone said to me, have you ever read Acts 2.38? I didn't want to admit that I didn't even know that there was a book of Acts. I didn't know that there was an Acts 2.38. So he explained it to me. And then they started praying for me all over again. And uh, thank God I got it. It wasn't just a fad. It wasn't just a phase. I got it. And 41 years later, I still have it. And I'm still pressing forward. I'm just thankful today for preachers. Even when we don't always remember everything that is preached. I'm thankful for preachers in my life. I'm thankful for the gift of preaching. I'm thankful for the foolishness of preaching, the Bible says. I'm thankful for a screeching preacher. I'm thankful that because of screeching preachers, I have a story in the apostolic movement, and my eyes are set on Jesus Christ, the author and the finisher of my faith. Now, I probably shouldn't go there. I mean, I really like the screeching preaching, but uh, when it gets down to yanking out my vocal cords when I'm preaching, and I do that from time to time, and I walk away from the pulpit sounding like a, a guy kid that's just going through puberty in his life, Hmm, probably could adjust the level there somewhat. Or, uh, yeah, here's the one that I really don't get, you know, the, the preaching away. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Now I'm supposed to keep that thing uh, over there between plus five and minus five for good audio quality, or my producer is going to get on to me. I think I just overdid it right there with my... Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. That's better. Thank you, Jim, on the Poitrous Ponderings podcast, where we pause, ponder, and project. I say amen to preachers. Now, when preachers use 200 amens in a sermon that's 40 minutes long, my response with an amen is a little bit more difficult. Next episode, let me go ahead and give you a roadmap, a GPS, a little bit of understanding and instructions. Next time, I am going to talk to you about a sermon that I heard about 40 years ago. I'm going to talk to you without any notes at all. It's going to be totally from my and by my recollection I'm going to speak to you on the sermon that I never forgot. God bless you. The Poitrous Ponderings Podcast. Podcast.
We hope you enjoyed the podcast this week and that you will return again next week for the next episode. May God bless you. Thank you.